Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Today is episode 50, guys. 50. We are halfway there to having 100 episodes of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. That's pretty exciting. And so I first had to pause and realize, wow, today you are listening to episode 50. Now, by the time you're actually listening to this, maybe in the late future, we're well beyond 100 episodes. But as for now, in the second quarter in 2018, I'm pretty excited as we approach very soon our one-year anniversary of the Business Life Enjoy podcast Every single Monday, we have been right here. We, I have been right here in your earbuds. And I have to say thank you because we do this together. You show up every day. You come in on Instagram and my Facebook group and my inbox and let me know how much these podcast episodes mean to you, how you're implementing the things that we talk about and the effect it's having on your business and your life. And my friends, that is why I put in so much time creating content just for you to hear those things. And even when I don't hear them, but to know that you are hearing and you are implementing and making impact in your business and your life and that you're doing it with great joy. And with that in mind, today's episode is really, really one that is so important is actually one of the most important business lessons that you can learn before you learn about logos or marketing or a sales funnel, a strategy, or your website. Let's talk about a true foundation for both business and life. And that is the necessity of contentment. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is this word contentment. So I started with this whole thought of what I wanted to write on, where I usually start when I'm talking about things, or even when I'm studying personally, I always go to definitions because I like to see, okay, what does a word really mean so I can make sure, one, I'm using it properly, and, and two, that I'm making sure I have an actual understanding. I'll also say that what sparked this episode was a journaling entry that I did one morning really just reflecting on contentment, looking at scripture and what it teaches us about contentment and really kind of just doing a personal self-check on where do I fall on the contentment spectrum because I want to make sure that I am walking in contentment every single day. And so that's kind of where that came from, which if you listen to last week's episode, episode 49, which you can listen to at shantegrant.com forward slash 49, the number four nine. I talk about three reasons why I think you should give journaling a try. And so it's just so funny that this week's episode is a result of me journaling. And I just talked about journaling on last week. If you're listening to this in real time in numerical order, 
But yeah, just writing in my journal and that whole where I went, I think that journal entry ended up being about four, five, six pages long. Um, just really looking at contentment. And I thought this is such an important topic. And I think we get so caught up in thinking that business lessons have to do with, you know, strategy, which, you know, it does. I teach that as well. But I think we, we try to get to the strategy and the sales and the growing my list and growing a social media following when all of that is secondary, the fine, not financial, the foundational and primary lessons are lessons like these. And I don't think that enough business podcasts or enough business educators are actually talking about these things because these are far more important because if you can get this principle down, what we're going to talk about today then building all that other stuff is going to be built on a firm foundation. And so that's why I'm so grateful to have this podcast to really start talking more about these things that are foundational. And then we build the other things on top of them, because I can guarantee you where I am today in both of my businesses, it wouldn't be where I am if it were not built on a foundation of peace, joy, contentment, gratitude, having a clear picture of the long term. So all those things that I talk about here, those are business strategies. Those are business topics. Those are not just for life. And so when you can find that and you can take that and you look at people who are truly soaring and not just appearing to be, I think you'll find these similar ingredients in their lives. It is a part of who they are. And so that is why I think it is so important to talk about the necessity of contentment today. And so, like I said, I started with the dictionary definition of contentment and essentially just found that the dictionary defines um, contentment as satisfaction, ease of mind, being satisfied with what one has or is. And I think it goes even deeper than that. And so the first thing I like to do sometimes when I'm looking at what something is and I'm having a hard time explaining it in my own words, sometimes it's easier for me to explain what it is not. And so I want to make this clear at the very outset as I begin to talk so that you can understand and know from the outset what contentment is not, right? So contentment is not, one, it's not an excuse not to set goals and to progress and move forward and to be hopeful and to strive, right? Contentment is not an excuse to avoid doing that. Does that make sense? I want to make that clear because as I go forward today, I don't want you to think that contentment gives you this excuse. I'm not giving you permission not to set goals. I'm not giving you permission not to seek progress in your business the proper way. So I want to make that clear, number one. Number two, contentment is not complacency. So If anything I say today, I just want to make those two things very clear on what contentment is not, because I think I find sometimes people use contentment as an excuse for not setting goals, intentional goals, um, not seeking progress. um, And really, it just leads to complacency. And that is not what contentment is or breeds or is a fruit. It is not a fruit of contentment. So with that in mind, I do want to start with three things that I have found to be true about contentment. And today you're going to hear me refer to a lot, well, not a lot, but quite a few scripture, because like I mentioned, um, this, a lot of this comes from my study um, or some of it comes from my study. 
And what I have found are that sometimes someone else's words are far better than mine. So why not just share their words and then give my own thoughts after that? So that is what you might find that I'm going to do in a few places today. So my three things that I have found to be true about contentment, as I sat here and started thinking about how I wanted to present this to you on the podcast, I said, well, what do I know to be true, you know, about contentment? Well, the first thing is that contentment teaches us to be both full and hungry, to soar and to seek. And contentment teaches us to have an appreciation for our current status while simultaneously appreciating our ability to progress forward. So I'll say that one more time. And of course, all of this will be in the show notes as well at shantagrant.com forward slash 50 where you can also listen to this episode at the same time. So contentment teaches us to be both full and hungry, to soar and to seek, and to have an appreciation for our current status while simultaneously appreciating our ability to progress forward. And so where I got this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful analogy or this description rather A full and hungry was from Paul when he's writing in Philippians. And this is particularly coming from Philippians 4, starting at verse 11. And Paul says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. And to me, what stuck out to me just so much when reading that, despite the fact that I've read it tons of times in my lifetime, is I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. And I think that just for me paints such a great picture of we all have experienced being full, right? And we have all experienced being hungry. And Paul says that for him, contentment, or I take it as how he's expounding on what being content means, is to be both full and to be both hungry. And so what I said, basically kind of expounding on that was having an appreciation for my current status, while at the same time appreciating my ability to progress and move forward. So I think contentment teaches us how to live in that duality of I have everything that I need in this moment, but there's more. Or, see, I told you it's hard to put these things into words. That's why I use someone else's words. Well, here's another example that I came up with. I thought about soaring and seeking, right? When we're soaring, you know, we can think about the things that are going well, the things that we see and appreciate. Think about how the eagle soars, right? Soaring is something that, You know, I can look at the success of my life right now, how I define success and the success in my businesses right now. And I just feel like I am just soaring right now. I'm just all of these wonderfully new opportunities have presented themselves and I'm seeing more face to face and more, let's see, tangible real life lives that um, I am able to have some kind of impact on. And that just, For me, that's soaring. But at the same time, we still have this place of seeking because there is still more. I still want to progress. I still want to be a better person, be better myself, um, continue this this life of self-discovery and learning and tweaking and 
you know, strengthening my weaknesses and correcting my wrongs and all those things that we continue to do that is a lifelong process that we will continue to be doing and perfecting all our lives. So while I'm soaring, I'm also seeking. I'm seeking, okay, here's the next thing that I may want to do, or here's how I can impact even more people, or here's how I can take that impact and make it deeper, those type of things. So soaring while also seeking. I think that's what contentment teaches us to do, and that we live in that duality at all times. Um, Soaring and seeking, being both full and hungry. I hope those pictures um, help you to really grasp what that is. I think the picture, the word plays for me really helped. And so I really hope that that helps you as well. But contentment teaches us to do that. And so if you're not in that duality, that may be part of the reasons why you may find that you have not attained contentment or you're not content. You're always And I'm going to get to this later, but you're always waiting for that next thing. You're waiting for something else to happen to make you feel, feel, which we all know. I always say, quote, my leak teal, feelings aren't facts. Um, So our feelings sometimes aren't, um, shouldn't be that that lamp into our feet that's guiding us because your feelings aren't facts. They're valid. They should be unearthed and questioned and you should dig into them because you learn so much about yourself when we look into why I feel this way. But I kind of got off um, on a tangent as always, but the feeling isn't what we're looking for here. Like, are you truly in a state of contentment? And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some of the benefits and the fruit essentially of contentment. And one of those is peace. So if you find yourself where you you just don't feel that peace, um, that could be a sign of a lack of contentment in your life. And so I hope that this wordplay of understanding this duality of living in this place of being both hungry and full, soaring and seeking, appreciating where you are, what you have, who you are, but still want to appreciate and you know progress, right? I am content in who I am on this exact day in this exact second that I'm talking to you while at the same time realizing there's still so much more work that can be done. There's still so much um, perfecting that can be done. But at the same time, I still can say that I am content in who I am today. And I'm content in that who I am today is not the same person that I was 365 days before today and six months before that, a year before that, and so on and so forth. And the goal is that to see that progression in your life, which is why I said that contentment is not an excuse not to progress and seek progression in your life. So that was number one. Um, and the three truths I found to the three things I found to be true about contentment. Number two is I think contentment understands and contentment teaches us one of the, I don't know which way I want to say it, but contentment teaches us that there is no future magic pill event that we should be clinging to. There's no magic pill event. And what I mean by that was, or is how many times do we think to ourselves and I've heard my good my friend Nancy Ray, who I met at Making Things Happen, say, you know, when X happens, then I'll be happy. I'll be happy when fill in the blank. And so I started to ask myself, what are my fill in the blanks? And now I want to invite you to share the same. Well, really think about them for yourself. You don't have to share them. But what is your fill in the blank to that statement? What have you been telling yourself, whether directly or indirectly? I'll be so happy when blank, right? Contentment understands that there's no magic future pill, right? There's no, there's no true answer that goes in that fill in the blank. 
because there's always going to be something, right? And so I thought about that for myself. What do I declare? What do I, what do I let my actions or my words or my mindset or my attitudes or my thoughts lead me to falsely believe I'll be better off when blank or I'll be happier when blank? So I asked myself this, you know, what is it that I'm personally declaring that once this happens, oh, oh, magic pill event, right? So one, I have to accept that's not true. Contentment teaches us that there is no future magic pill event, right? I'm going to keep reading that because I want you to remember it um, because I think we do it so much unintentionally. And so I'm going to share with you some of mine. Mine have been things like, you know, oh my gosh, I'll be so happy when our house is paid off, which I will be. (laughs) But you know what's going to happen? We'll pay our home off and life will keep going on. There will still be other things. There will still be new financial goals that then I'm going to be like, oh my goodness, I'll be so happy when we blank, when we reach blank net worth, when we blank, when we can give this amount of money. You know, there'll always be another goal or another thing to want. It's not like once the house is paid off, like no more worries, no more living, right? And I I had to figure that out in in my reflection because that is kind of a, a mindset that I had. Oh, things will be so much better when, right? So that was one of mine. Another was, oh, I'll just be so happy when our house is finally decluttered and simplified, which we're working through that now and it is at a much better place. We recently just did a massive declutter as we prepare, you know, to add a new person to our family soon. We've gotten rid of so much stuff and yet there's still more that I want to do. And then the thing is going to be, it's going to be something else, right? It's going to be that. Then I want, okay, new furniture in this room or this and that. There's always going to be something else. You know, another one I wrote for business, thinking about how we might do this in business. I'll be so happy when we finish this first, this next round of seamstress hires because that's going to get us more help, more hands, more bows we can make, more we can do, more things we can, more product we can put out there, bigger launches we can have, but then there'll come something else, right? With every blessing comes more responsibility, right? And so there's just no magic pill event. So I want to invite you and give you permission to stop thinking that way. Stop holding your breath saying, I'm going to let this breath out when this happens. I'm really going to be happy when this happened. I'll be content, but when this happened, because when you say that, I can tell you, you're not ever going to be content. You're never going to find contentment if it's always, if it's conditional on something changing, on something happening, on some circumstance or situation, because there's always, as long as we can inhale and exhale, going to be something else in our lives, in our businesses. So contentment teaches us that there is no future magic pill event that's going to happen, that's going to magically then bring us into this world of contentment. We have to be it now, right? Be both full and be hungry at the same time. So for me, that has really been a big eye-opener when I could fill in my blanks. And so now I want you to think about that. What are your fill in the blanks? What have you been telling yourself? I'll I'll just be in a good place once I, you know, make X amount of dollars in my business, right? Right. Or is it once I can get, you know, 20 consecutive sales in a day or in a month or in a week or whatever that might look like for you? All these things we tell ourselves. And again, that's why I go back to what I said at the beginning when I say that contentment is not about 
giving yourself an excuse not to set goals. We set goals, but let's not give those goals life that it just does not have because that's a lot of pressure to put on a goal that is going to bring you contentment because here's the thing. You are the person who is responsible for your contentment, not the amount of money you make, the amount of followers you have, the success of your business, quote unquote, success of your business, quote unquote, success of your life. You, me, we, I, right? I'm responsible. And I'm the only person who can help me to acquire and live in and breathe in contentment. And so that's why it teaches us that there is no magic future pill event. And so I've said that so many times now that you probably have it ingrained. So I'm going to move on to number three, but I do invite you to sit down and take some time and ask yourself, what are those things you've been putting contentment pressure on? What have you been saying? I'm waiting for this to happen and then I'll be content. I'm waiting for this to happen or this to happen and then I'll be happy. Then I'll be free. Then I'll be successful. Then I'll be, then I'll be, then I'll be. Or... You could be great with what you are today and where you are today. Hey friend, it's me, Shantae, coming right in the middle of our conversation in this podcast episode, but it's with good news. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself at the end of the day or the week or the end of the month with little to no results to show for it, despite the fact that you were so quote unquote busy the entire time? Well, guess what, my friend, you're not alone. And most importantly, this does not have to be your story. I want to tell you and introduce you to my brand new training called Peace, Pace, Progress. It teaches you how to get work done that matters, how to go from big picture goals all the way down to the day-to-day activities, and how to get specific and leave the generic and general out of your plans and so much more. Are you tired of filling notebooks with ideas that never happen? Well, let Peace Pace Progress help you sort through those ideas and teach you which ideas to prioritize and which to trash so that you can begin to see tangible, measurable results in your business. So my friend, what are you waiting for? It's time to put an end to no longer having a system that works. No more working on several things at once and not accomplishing anything that makes your business money. Don't go another day wasting your precious time. So today is the day for peace, pace, and progress in your business. Find out why Dion says, so I just finished Shantae's Peace, Pace, Progress course, and it is everything. From the very beginning of the course, everything resonated. I was definitely team too much. I was grinding for hours on end and into the wee hours of the morning. And now, after Peace, Pace, Progress, when I look back, very little of what I was doing really accomplished anything to move my business forward. Now I know exactly how to do that. Stephanie says, I finished Peace Pace Progress and loved it. I've always felt a lot of anxiety about feeling like I should be doing so much to get things accomplished, but it was hard to get that broken down into specific steps and timelines for some reason. But now, thanks to Peace Pace Progress, I've got my weekly and daily workflows filled out and I know exactly what I should be doing. So are you ready to get things done, make the most of your time, and get more done in less time? If so, head on over to peacepaceprogress.com to learn more, my friend. I'll see you there. So the third thing that I found to be true about contentment is that contentment comes when we root ourselves in non-temporal things. 
So I just said earlier, you know, so much can change. Circumstances can change. Situations can change. Our health can change. Life can change. You can be a millionaire today and then get a devastating diagnosis that wipes you out. You know, things can always change for the good or for not good, right? These things, however, are temporal. They're temporary. They're fleeting. They're changing. And so for me, I have found that contentment comes when we root ourselves in the non-temporal things. And for me, what that looks like is rooting myself in scripture and God's words, because that is going to stand forever. Knowing that the one thing that I can stand on are these promises contained in God's word and that who I am, who I was created to be can all be found within it and that can never be shaken and that can never be changed. That is not temporal. And rooting myself in something that is not temporal makes me who I am. It makes me able to withstand. It makes me the person you see every single day, the person who shows up for you every single Monday. The reason why so many people ask me, how are you able to keep such a positive mindset or just stay positive? That's the answer, at least in part, is that I root myself in something that is non-temporal non-changing. And I think contentment comes when we can find that, what that is for you and your life that you can root yourself in. You know what roots do? They grab on, right? They stabilize. Um, They're strong. What can you root yourself in that is non-temporal? So what do you have that is constant and solid that puts everything else that happens in your life in its proper perspective? I think that's necessary for contentment. And I have found that it is a key for me. And so that's the third thing that I've learned about contentment is that it comes when we root ourselves in non-temporal things. So those are my three things that I have found to be true about contentment. So now that you have an understanding of some truths about contentment, I want to talk about how do I make this happen, right? How do I foster and nurture this within my own life. And so I have nine ways that you can begin to foster and nurture contentment within your own life. Um, The first one is just to write out or express. I think both would be great. Um, You know how I feel about writing, writing out or expressing what you're thankful for daily, being able to find something in every single day to be grateful for. I mentioned last week in episode 49, which you can listen to at at shantagrant.com forward slash 49, that that's one of the things that I journal daily is um, just kind of, before I get started with my day, here are the things I'm thankful, thankful for at the top of my head. These are just the top things. I could go on and on all day, but here are the top things just as a great reminder because in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's First Thessalonians 5.18. And I think that is so, so true. Sometimes I get a little, I won't say annoyed, but there's another word that's kind of in the family of annoyed at sometimes the gimmicky nature of gratitude that has come kind of come about. It's serious. It's real. It's something that is not just a hashtag or a gimmick or a word to put on a shirt or a journal. It's something that is very real and very life-giving, not only for yourself, but to others. 
being grateful to other people, expressing thanks to other people. Um, that could unlock some, some, some deep things in certain people, particularly if their love language is kind of associated with that. So the first is just writing out or expressing what you're thankful for every single day. Even if you're just thinking it to yourself as you're walking down the hall to go brush your teeth every morning, but being able to find something to be grateful for. And again, that goes with the being hungry. I mean, I'm sorry, being full. Um, that being full is that being thankful for what I do have because we can all find something. And really what we're supposed to do is in everything, which is clearly a lot harder than said than done, but it is what we're instructed to do in everything. That means even the hard stuff, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And that's First Thessalonians 5 and 18 for those who want to look that up. Number two, acknowledging where you are and the progress you've made. I think that's so important. I talked about um, many times here on the podcast that I started a wins journal, just celebrating your little wins, no matter how small, because when you can do that, you have, it, it builds you up. And it's also just a reminder of, you know, you've come from somewhere. So just acknowledging where you are in business and life and the progress you've made, make sure you're doing that consistently. Number three, acknowledging answers to prayer. I think that's a huge thing to write down and acknowledge. And that can go in that same journal, your wins journal, or wherever you want to write down your wins and put it all in one place, your power sheets, wherever. But acknowledging answers to prayer are so important. And I think those help to foster and nurture contentment within your life. Number four is having a clear perspective of your desired future because it helps you when you know where you're going, what you're driving toward, what's really important. What is the future you desire? Having that clear picture gives you the opportunity to do the seeking. Remember I said we're soaring and seeking. It allows you to be hungry because you still have some things in that desired future while still being full. So I think having a clear perspective of that, when you find people who aren't really sure of, I don't really know what I want the future to look like, or I don't know what my priorities are, then they can be shifted with every win, every emotion, every little thing. Oh, she has that. Then maybe that's what I want. Oh, she has that. Maybe that's what I want. Oh, that sounds nice and shiny and new. I want that. You can be shifted with every wind if you don't have a clear perspective of your desired future, which is why I think that's also foundational work. And I have a podcast episode where we talk about that and we talk about knowing your priorities and how to make decisions. I will look up that episode for you right now because I think it is so important. It's episode 17, um, shantagrant.com forward slash 17, how to confidently make decisions without wavering or second guessing yourself. But I think that is so important. That's another way to nurture um, and foster contentment within your life is just to have that clear perspective of your, your desired future. No one else's, right? Number five, realizing how little we actually need in this world and how unimportant tangibles are in the grand scheme of things. The last three years have taught me that one, if nothing else. I remember when I was contemplating really seriously leaving the law firm, I went to our family budget and I just made everything zeros from my side, from the business, from my actual salary. I took it all to zero to say, you know, can we survive if Boz goes up and like no one ever buys another hair bow and I left my job. And I was so surprised to see that we can still live. Our needs are still very much taken care of. 
And it helped me to realize how little we actually need and how unimportant tangibles are. Because at the end of the day, I was willing to exchange all the tangibles, all the shoes. I love shoes. Oh, y'all don't even know. I love shoes, right? The purses, the trips, the cable that we barely ever watched and probably most of it shouldn't be watching anyway. All the things, how unimportant those things were in the grand scheme of things because what I was exchanging them for, freedom, peace, joy, better attitude, better personality, better perspective, better, right? So I think that really helps to foster and nurture contentment when we realize how little we actually need in this world and how unimportant tangibles really are in the grand scheme of things. And again, contentment is not being a pauper and wanting nothing and never desiring to have memories and trips and things of that nature. But what I'm saying, if you want to foster and nurture contentment within your life, then you must realize how little we actually need in this world and how unimportant tangibles are. Number six, questioning your intentions and seeking to come from a pure place without greed, envy, coveting, pride, or seeking vanity. So important. One of the reasons why I really love journaling, and I talked about this last week a little bit, is the self-discovery. It helps you to find those places in your life that might be born out of greed, envy, coveting, pride, seeking vanity. So you can perfect those and and work on those and remove those, you know, put those in your rearview mirror, right? So questioning your intentions, we should do that often. We should look at ourselves. And I think I actually talk about this in episode one, asking why, why do I want this? Why am I doing this? Questioning your intentions, right? I forgot, I, I do talk about that in episode one of this podcast. So 49 episodes ago, I've been saying the same thing, right? But questioning our intentions from a business and life perspective and seeking to come from a truly pure place that is not fueled by greed, envy, coveting, pride, or seeking vanity. I wrote those particular ones because that's what I see the most as I look out into the business world and the world in general. But I think those are necessary to foster and nurture contentment in your life is that questioning of your intentions and making sure they are coming from a truly pure place. Number seven is to appreciate the simple. I mean, appreciate the simple. If I I go back and I have told the story before as well, when I think about my childhood and the memories that I have and the stories that I tell are about the simple. I have never told a story about a thing I got, a tangible good that someone purchased for me. While yes, I appreciate those things, I always find that the stories I tell are the mem- about memories, about being at my grand aunt's house and that big hill on the side and rolling down. We would go to the top, lay down and just roll down. We'd be so itchy. Our clothes would be grass stained. She also had a clothing line in her backyard you know, because that's how they drew their clothes on the clothing line. And we would swing on that clothing line on the pole part, not the wires. But those are the things that I remember. I remember at my aunt's house, there was a creek and a trail. We would get honeysuckle off the trees. Those are the simple things. Those are the things I remember when I think about even in my own family, in my own home. Some of my favorite things that we do is just all we're all in the same room. 
Zoe could be doing one thing, your husband can be doing one thing, I can be doing one thing, or we could be doing something together. But it's the simple. So I think number seven um, is to appreciate the simple in life. Because I think when we go back and look over it, those are the things that we remember. Um, I think I heard someone else say he had been married for over 50 years. And he said, one of my favorite things is when we're just walking in the grocery store together or sitting on the porch together. Those are the memories. He says, we've been to Europe. We've been to Africa. We've been to Asia. We've been everywhere. But sitting together on the porch or just walking through the grocery store, those are the things he remembered. And I thought that that stood with me and stayed with me. Number eight is to give. It's so important. So important. I, I, if I had to rank these, I don't want to rank them, but this would be way, way up there. Giving, finding some way to give to others, whether it's of your finances, your time, your talent, whatever. But giving helps you to foster and nurture contentment in your life. Um, because we understand that one, if you have to give, you're giving out of, you know, you have to give. How great is that? Right. And so, yeah, giving is, I can't say enough about that one. If you can't think of how you have given something within the last seven days, I invite you to figure out how to do that before this day ends. Whether that's giving someone a phone call and telling them something, whether that's giving someone a handwritten note, whether that's paying for the person behind you at the drive through right? Whether that's calling the electric company and finding out, is there a single mom somewhere who is late by on her bill and I'd like to make a payment on it? Like so many things, right? There are ways to give. You can find them everywhere. You can create them at any time. And number nine, which also goes back to my first episode of the podcast, is to keep the big picture at the forefront of your mind because that helps the big picture. When we're thinking big picture, it helps us make the right decisions in the day-to-day because we're making steps towards where we want to be in the big picture without getting caught up in the weeds of the day-to-day. So those are my nine ways to foster and nurture contentment within your life. And again, those will be on the show notes at shantaygrant.com forward slash 50. But to go over them quickly, number one is writing out or expressing what you're thankful for every single day. Number two is acknowledging where you are and the progress you've made. Number three, acknowledging answers to prayer and your wins. Number four, having a clear perspective of your desired future. Number five, realizing how little we actually need in this world and how unimportant tangibles are in the grand scheme of things. Number six, questioning your intentions and seeking to come from a pure place without greed, envy, coveting, pride, or seeking vanity. Number seven, appreciate the simple. Number eight, give. Find some way to give to others. And number nine, keep the big picture at your forefront. And then the benefits of doing these things in our lives. I mean, they're innumerable, but peace, strength of character, a positive disposition. Like who who do you like to be around? People with a positive disposition, right? And godliness with contentment is great gain. So I know that one of the benefits of contentment is it just helps us. It's great. You have great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Again, that is a promise and an instruction and is scripture. So I know it to be true, right? Godliness with contentment is great gain. Who doesn't want great gain, right? So 
I invite you to listen to this episode again, go to the show notes, chew on this, write out your thoughts, do some self-reflection, fill in your blanks when we talk about I'll be happy when or if only X, Y, Z happened because we realize there's no magic pill event that's going to happen to just, you know, whisk us into this state of ever contentment. And I'd love to, if you would like to hear from you and would love to hear you share some of your thoughts. So if something else that I didn't mention about contentment that you'd like to share, please head on over to Instagram or leave a comment on the show notes at shantaygrant.com forward slash 50. But you can find me on Instagram at shantaygrant. And my friends, I hope that today has helped you to see how contentment is not just a fun thing to talk about or a cute hashtag but it is a lifelong necessity for your business and your life, my friends. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you next week. Are you ready to build your e-commerce website with confidence? Allow me to introduce you to Sell on Shopify, my training that will teach you how to build a website on Shopify in as little as one to two days. Listen, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. Your online store works for you 24-7 as a representation of your business and your brand. So why not build a website that gives you options and opportunity? Sell on Shopify will teach you how to confidently build your Shopify website with a detailed walk through the back end of Shopify and a step-by-step guide on how to build your website without ever using code. This training will help you finally get moving in the direction you've been trying for so long. And you can get started today. You don't have to go another day trying to create your own space on the World Wide Web. I've taken the guesswork out of setting up your own Shopify site. Sell on Shopify will teach you how to create the essentials. I'll walk you through how to choose and set up your website theme, create your homepage, products page, blog page, contact page, and any additional pages you may want. I also show you how to create invoices for your customers right within Shopify. Learn logistics, how to make your site easy to navigate, how to utilize Shopify reports, how to confidently create your website, my shortcuts, tips and tricks, and so much more. Did I mention the bonuses? Yep, I'm including a free downloadable worksheet with tips to help you transition from Etsy to Shopify, a tutorial walking you through how to set up your Facebook pixels, which is a must, and I'm giving you my go-to resources all for free along with sale on Shopify. So are you ready to get started? You know it's time to build a website for your brand, a website that gives you the opportunity to grow your business, have creative control over the look of your website, and allows you to sell more without loads of fees. Why sit around trying to figure it out on your own when I can help you to push past roadblocks so that you can get your products into the hands of your customers? Start your Shopify site right now with Sell on Shopify. You can get started today by going to sellonshopify.com and find out why Jacqueline said Sell on Shopify made her feel like Wonder Woman. Jacqueline says, the only words besides thank you, well done, exactly what I needed is why didn't I ask for this six months ago? This course was easy to follow, easy to follow, so easy to follow. And did I mention it was easy to follow? It's the total boost in confidence that I needed. I actually understood and accomplished a task. I created my Shopify website. Thank you, Shantae, for sale on Shopify. 
Now, my friend, it's your turn. Are you ready to build a Shopify site that keeps your customers coming back for more? Remember, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. Get started on your Shopify website by going to sellonshopify.com. I'll see you on the inside. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast each and every Monday morning waiting just for you at shantegrant.com forward slash podcast or wherever podcasts are played. And remember, the very best way to say thank you for the podcast is by sharing the content with a friend. Until next time, my friend, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now.